0: On January 18th, the system, the app known as Comixology was gutted And what is being referred to as the Comixology bloodbath, Oof. 50% of the staff, according to a tweet, uh by Scott at Cocktails and Inc. on Twitter that suggests that at least fifty percent, maybe seventy-five percent of the staff of Comicsology, uh, an app that many, many, many people around the world use to read their comics digitally, that the people who were working hard to make this possible are gone uh we have learned that this is a this is a cut that will take place over the course of several months in three phases this is phase 1 phase 2 possibly in june phase 3 in october where as of now people are just kind of keeping the lights on going forward we will see the dissolution of the team that represents comixology and after that who knows as of today You can still get your books through comiXology, although how much longer that will continue to be the case, we have no idea. And so we're going to break down exactly what's going on with comiXology, share our thoughts on all of that, and where digital comics go now. Because comiXology is pretty much the standard bearer of digital comics—it's what you associate with digital comics. And, what a shame! Yeah, that will increasingly not be the case. Did you guys know that Comixology has been around since 2007? Yep, yep. <clears throat> Amazon,
1: you're muted, Tyler.
2: I said I went to art earlier. To be honest, like that's when did when did the iPhone come out? 2007,
0: 2007, right? Seven, yeah. six, seven, what, eight, yeah. what
1: were we gonna say, Kyle? Uh Amazon bought them in 2013. That's I, that's while I was doing my masters. I don't know if you remember uh around the last controversy. Uh oh, the update, the big update. I uh talked about when I did my first radio show was just after Amazon bought them and I railed against it. Mm. For this very day
0: Mm. Yeah Yeah Uh, Welcome to the show If you're watching live, say hello That's not, comicsology is not the only thing We're going to be talking about today But it is definitely a big deal To us, it's a big deal to the industry So we're going to be dedicating The main topic here at the start to that But uh, we've also got uh, Some information about the new Creative team And the character team on avengers uh so we'll be talking about that a new james tinian horror joint is coming and we've got another edition another entry into the 5g files so we'll be getting into all that in a, in a little bit uh, i do want to let you guys know how you can support the show the best way to do that is patreon.com slash the comics spouse, where for as little as three dollars a month you can support the show and you get access to some pretty cool content like our newsletter uh, our monthly pounding around show, which is our exclusive show over on Patreon. Uh, we talk about anything that we feel like talking about. That's non comics related. We got into our childhoods this week. So uh, if you want you know, to hear our traumatic, problem. yeah, <laughs> come listen uh, to why we're all fucked up. If you like sitting around with your buds and crying. Listen to pool or listen to palling around. Listen, you can listen to palspools too. We cry? Yeah, that's what I yeah. do on palspools. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's cry.
2: Yeah, that's me when we did spawn. Oh, yeah. Listen, I can't, I can't,
0: ac- I can't, ac- account for your ability to recognize quality, Tyler. Um, yeah. So lots of cool stuff happening over on our on our Patreon page. You get to vote in the book clubs, uh, for the book clubs rather. Votes up right now. So, um. Hang out or head on over there and uh, check us out. If you want to hang out with us live, you can do that on Twitch and YouTube every single Saturday at 10 15 a.m. Eastern. For this show, Thursdays for the Pals Polls podcast at 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. Um, ju- Listen to the uh, most recent book club we put out. That's uh, on House and Powers of X. It's a lot of fun. Join our Discord server. Lots of great conversations always happening over there. All right, let's talk more comicsology. Um so this is happening not because not necessarily because the redesign that they did uh last year yeah. uh not because that didn't work out. Obviously we all know that was a disaster. Um you know, we've each I think had negative experiences with comicsology post that redesign Um, this is happening because Amazon itself is in trouble. They're having some some woes, Uh, not in trouble, like they're going to be gone. Just, you know, according to them, uh, they need to lay off a lot of people uh, to the tune of 20,000, which is a huge number. Um, Apparently, after Jeff Bezos left, things went to hell. So Amazon's tried expanding into the book market. They've opened up a lot of physical stores. They've opened up warehouses. And that strategy is not working. Uh, Ironically, Amazon cut competition out through their website in terms of the book market. And then they opened bookstores and then they couldn't compete. So it's truly odd.
3: Uh, And what's wild is a lot of it is just in the States. Like they haven't even opened up to international in certain situations. So it's weird that this would come because one would assume you open up a new market at that point.
2: Have you guys ever been in in an Amazon bookstore? No. No. Hell no. It it makes uh, Barnes & Noble look like a life of the party. Like (laughs) they're soulless, you know. Um, And like a lot of it's automated too. So Yeah. It's uh, yeah no no.
3: I've been to the Amazon goes the like little deli things. That's kind of cool.
2: A thing where you don't there's no like cashier. There's like, there's, like, there's, like nobody there. Game,
3: you just yeah. you just beep in. You take whatever in yeah, your yeah, cart you like and then it, you yeah, walk I out. Go.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's weird.
3: It's a wild experience. It feels like you're stealing something.
1: Yeah. Techn technological facial recognition. <laughs> Over Big Brother, 1984 shit. I don't want it. Uh,
2: George it's Orwell awful. has
0: entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Jaded and, Zodiac. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> and you know, it's worth pointing out that as a as a company before the acquisition, um, Comixology was actually lauded as a as a tremendous service. Um, it won plenty of awards. It was always one of the top uh, apps on Google or Apple, um, You know, highly utilized. I think you can directly attribute the uh, spike over this period of time of people who read digital comics to comiXology. I don't know what happens to comics over the last 15 years without comiXology um because it gave people a way to read comics if they didn't have a shop you know what would have happened during the pandemic to a lot of people who wanted to read books but just had no access people who probably never went back to a comic shop it
1: was so easy to like before amazon got a hold of them like you could buy it in the app it was man it was the wild west out there it was the best
3: it's crazy because I never had the experience of it while it was all in app. I've only ever known it with this janky. I got to go on the website and then mm-hmm. it downloads into the thing. So that that was probably the biggest, my biggest pet peeve, and me getting the app not realizing that that was what you had to do. It it just became very unintuitive, and then continued to become unintuitive after Amazon uh, moved it fully to the stack.
2: And there was, like, innovation, too, with it, like, with panel view, you know. Yeah, um, the guided view. Yeah, yeah and yeah. guided view, which led to things like Marvel Unlimited probably owes a lot of that to, you know, the guided view technology, where instead it's, like, a more continuous panel-by-panel panel comic. So, uh like, yeah, it was just a digital platform, but there was some innovation in the comics medium as well.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: And the problem is that, you know, Amazon... Purchasing comicsology makes it so that no matter how good comicsology does, uh, it's still subject to whatever Amazon's whims are. And that's a massive problem. And we're seeing the result. The end result of that massive problem is this it's irrelevant to Amazon whether or not comicsology exists. It doesn't matter. But to this industry, the comics industry, it is essential. We need a comicsology. I am a I am a pro physical comics person like you wouldn't believe. I love physical comics and I personally believe that that's the way that comics be read. But not everybody agrees with that. And it's better they don't because if they did, there probably wouldn't be a comics industry. Um what happens now? Like this is this is a lifeline for this industry. And comics, comicsology doesn't have competition. Not really. Um, it, you know, like there are no, what's, okay, so it's comicsology and then what?
3: Uh, Webtoons and tapas. All right.
0: I'm talking sure. about yeah. a way to get, you know, mainstream Western comics.
3: Yeah. Uh, the- that, that those are those are the probably the biggest competitors you can buy
0: you can buy like Captain America Sentinel of Liberty oh, out oh,
3: no, you can't do that. but I mean, in terms of people who read comics just in general,
0: yeah, I'm talking about ways to purchase Western comics.
3: oh dude, I, I wouldn't even know where to go now. like how how do you I remember a few years ago I was I was going through Reddit and I put up a post about a book, like an image book. And someone was like, oh yeah, I've been, I've been buying digitally because of the pandemic, but I didn't even realize that. um, Like I didn't even realize that there was a site or place where you can get aggregated comics. He was going to each individual publisher, image, boom, whatever, buying the digital versions and then coming back. Mm. Wow. So like now, is that what I have to do? To get comics, so I have to go each to each individual publisher and pick up my shit?
2: I mean, you before Comixology, and Marco, you probably weren't around for this, but there was a lot of, like, Dark Horse had its own app, which started yeah. off good, and then it mm-hmm. kind of shit the bed. But it was kind of like a, a big app, because, like, Marvel and DC didn't really have their own app at that point. So mm-hmm. Dark Horse had their own, which was fine. Um, Image actually let you buy the file from their website, and it was like, uh, it wasn't like gated behind a platform, so you can use like any e-reader for it. Um, they stopped that pretty quickly, honestly. Um, and then, then you actually kind of owned it too because you have the file. It's not on a platform.
3: Um, well, that's that's the other thing. Is is it uh, was it DRM free? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, DRM free. Yeah, it was DRM free image early they, on. They stopped doing that, and that was that was a big thing because I would I would be able to save the physical files, but you can't do that anymore.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Like, like, in, in, to answer Sean's question, I think the only slight comparison we have is DC Universe and Marvel Unlimited, which they have those four-month windows? Is it four or six?
3: I think uh, it's four six. and six, isn't it? Four and six. No, did, didn't DC oh, okay. shorten it to, like, two months?
2: Uh, like, it's not one month or much. something? Be way too much uproar for that, I think.
3: No, I think like I remember if you get the premium, does the premium version, if you get it now, it's quicker. I can double check that.
2: Uh, but like, I fear that this is going to lead to a lot more siloing of content. Yeah. If this app fully goes away, um, where you got to go in the Marvel app for your Marvel stuff. You got to go into the DC app for your DC stuff. I don't know what happens to image and, you know, all the other publishers. Like, um, like we were at a scout comic a couple months ago. No. Uh, and we actually yeah. had to go on the website, get a DRM free one, which was like the uh, the editor's copy, I think. Which I think they fixed after the fact. Um, uh, Ruby,
1: but Ruby Eight Ball says uh, Marvel Unlimited is three months.
2: Three months. Okay. okay. Mm. Um, I feel like they're like this is going to be the reason Marvel and DC need to remove that window. Uh, yeah, like, like I mean. know this might sound good for comic book shops. Like, oh, well, maybe people have to buy it in, in in store if they want their weekly Wednesday books. Um, but this just seems like an excuse for Marvel to be like, oh, we have no platform for people to buy their their Wednesday books. Let's put it on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, let's up the fee monthly, and you can get whatever.
1: That's the that's the thing though. Like this came out, and the idea of Comicsology going like Comicsology is the only reason I've kept up daily over. Uh, weekly over you know the few years and i I'm not even like a Wednesday warrior digitally right like the only reason I do it is for the show at this point takeaway comicsology i'm I'm looking at yearly trips to the comic shop like um i you know I don't know you know you guys grew up different than I did but uh, a trip to the comic shop is uh, a special thing and uh I'm <laughs> I like I'm like my hands are tied like
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh there were a lot of there were a lot of people obviously who reacted, who who spoke about this on social media, people who were directly affected, people who lost their jobs. Um uh this comes from Mike Eisenberg who posted on Facebook. Uh he was a Or is I guess um, A technical account manager Over at uh, Comixology and said It feels utterly psychotic But when I logged into Slack this morning To the realization that all of Comixology Was being laid off My thoughts were oh no We have late deliveries for next week Who will ingest those Uh, And customers will freak the fuck out! If nobody runs IAP exports for Marvel iOS and Android apps, like significantly before, it occurred to me to wonder how will I live without health insurance, and can I afford my mortgage? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Just just to
3: linger on that—that's the quality of person that was working at Comicsology, who was thinking about like the end user. A lot of situations in the the Amazon transition, that was you know Amazon shit, right? But a lot of these people, like cared about comics they'd been at this company for 10 plus years before the transition before it became whatever it became and so uh it's a shame because that was this person's first thought like oh what are we going to do for the for the the customer because at the very least they cared in there whether or not amazon did that's a separate situation but the people who were there gave a shit about comics
2: so what was the what was the name of the guy who originally tweeted, like, the 75% off layoffs and stuff?
3: Scott McGovern?
2: Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he did a follow-up tweet saying how, like, he could have been working in tech anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'd been working at comiXology because he loves comic books, you know? Um, like, there seemed to be a very passionate group of people there. Uh, uh, and it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Like, this is just uh, – Sean might roll his eyes. But this is just late-stage capitalism at its finest right now. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's the, the constant need to get bigger and bigger and bigger and buy out other companies. Uh, you're looking at, you know, this happened with Microsoft too. There was 10,000 layoffs at Microsoft this week, uh, specifically in three, four, three industries, which did halo and Bethesda. So two, uh, smaller, uh, developers that they bought out, um, and you know, this is that this happened in Google. There were Google employees who got laid off overnight in New York City this this mm-hmm. past week. Yeah. But because yeah. like a normal person, they might might not check their work email until they get into office the next day. So there were people going into the office, swiping in, and getting a red light saying it doesn't work. Yeah. Yup. That's how they it, found out they were laid off. That's shitty. Like that's it, it's absolutely fucked. It's pseudo uh uh like weird. It's like <sighs> It Feels like like Blade Runner might just be a a a, a, a near future for us, <laughs> like that weird kind of post uh, sci-fi thing. Yeah, it's just disgusting. Um, and then like just thinking, you know, like this. Sure, the digital platforms had to get big due to you know COVID because you know it's what everyone, it's the only way people can get things at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very short term. Like yeah, it's this. This is where I'm like happy that I work for a small tech business you know where i'm like i'm not affected by this but like i know people who might actually be affected by this
3: so. yeah the 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 tech industry is like retracting um i i heard a story of uh somebody from not at but just like had a i think a kindle or something or shopping whatever it might be they had come back from maternity leave or they're on maternity leave and Got these emails, like, like what do you do in these situations? Like overnight, you're just not an employee. You you don't you lose access to everything.
2: Yeah, it's scary. And even like, uh, it was Amazon Smile got gutted as well. Yeah, that was their uh nonprofit donation kind of platform, Oof. just removed.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this is bad across the board. Like we are are. You know, um, focus is just the comicsology part, but there are a lot of other sections of Amazon that are being impacted by this. I mean, that's a lot of jobs. Um, they're cutting a, a lot of jobs. And we've seen so many layoffs over the past uh, few months, I think. My as anybody back me up on this. Microsoft announced uh ten thousand jobs yeah, or something like Microsoft, that. Microsoft,
2: yep. Meta, uh, uh, Vox, Vox Media. Yeah, Vox Media. Yeah, Vox. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's happening. We're seeing it across the board right now, not just at Amazon. Many different uh, companies, tech companies, as as Marco said. Um, and you know what? Unfortunately, a lot of these spaces include entertainment things that. You know we enjoy, um, and you know I see a lot of people saying like, "Oh, I'm sick of uh, I'm sick of big business," you know meddling in my entertainment and fun. Well, look, um, we have to keep our stuff safeguarded to some degree. You know, my hope is that if there is a successor, to individuals don't sell, not um from a financial standpoint but it's the smartest thing you can do from a preservation standpoint sean you you cut out there what i i I didn't hear your main point there uh my point was don't sell if you have a if you you know it would be you know i obviously we can't retroactively blame the founders of of comics i'm sure they couldn't have predicted this or (laughs) i mean some people did, so I don't see why they couldn't have. But it's finance for them, right? It's financially foolish not to sell. The, the issue is that you, you need to get uh,
2: loans and stuff. Then people get on the board, and then it's just money people that are you know really running things. Uh, and yeah, it's-
1: that's what that's what Dan's saying in the in the chat. When things get tough, the bean counters take over. Yep. they'll make cuts that actually hurt the company long term. A few years down the line, they'll be looking to rehire for some of these. This is tech recession number three for me, so he's seen it happen before. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. And he, he said he's the VP of a, a tech recruiting company. Oh.
3: Something like that. Nice. Um, um yeah, go ahead. The uh, I, but I don't I don't think there's gonna be a successor here. I think this just transitions to Kindle at this point. They they already started there was an article last week where they've already started transitioning some of the the stuff that was on Comicsology, like the guided view, onto Kindle. There's a new section that you can toggle for comics, uh, manga as well, and I think that's the move now is we're gonna shift over to Kindle fully because they basically reverted the app from whatever it was on Comicsology to mimic that of the Kindle infrastructure.
0: Yeah, I wasn't saying a successor at Amazon. I'm saying a successor that pops In up general. elsewhere Yeah. After oh, okay. This. okay. Separate then.
2: This, this makes Speak. the uh, yeah. the Shonen Jump app look like the best comics app on the market right now.
0: Yo,
3: it's
1: real good. I mean, even, yeah, post Amazon buying Comixology, it was the yeah, – Especially
2: bang for your buck too. Two bucks yeah. a month. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to have Google Alerts set up for when Amazon eventually drops the Comixology name just so
0: I can make a cocktail uh, recipe book. Speaking of a successor, uh, it looks like there's the potential for that very thing to exist. Uh, And that it was already in the works. So Mm. this is from Bleeding Cool. Um, Chip Mosher and David Steinberger. If Those names mean nothing to you. They meant nothing to me until exology stuff went down. Mm. Um, But, uh, Steinberger is actually the, one of the one of the founders, a co-founder of Comixology. Um, Chip Mosher was the guy that was uh, in charge of originals, um, and so obviously these are individuals who have uh, a lot of, you know, know-how. And according to Bleeding Cool, there's a possibility that they've been working on. Uh, so that would be nice. But that's, that's all I know of. I think we, talk, we talked about some like Netflix for comics uh, many years ago at this point. And I don't know what happened to that. Um, you know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to make something like this successful. But one thing you can say about humanity and, and human ingenuity is that when there's a need, somebody fills it. And I believe that that will happen here. I'm not... I'm obviously bummed for everybody that lost their jobs and the short-term future of what this means for the industry, but I don't think this is a death knell scenario for comics by any means. You know, I think, um, you know, this isn't going to lead to there being no more comic shops. It's going to lead to anything like that. I think it might lean to, it might lead to more people focusing on comic shops because They were being lazy about going to the shop like, yeah, I don't need COVID happened. I learned I can read my books at home. I I don't need to go back, you know, things like that. I think people will seek out their shops again. And I hope that's the case. Comixology is not gone. So um, people can still use it. I don't want us to, you know, give people the impression that it's gone because it's not. But when it is, and I believe that that day will come, that, that it just won't be a standalone thing anymore. Uh, When that happens, if it sucks, people will want something else. And I do believe that something else will emerge.
2: My only holdup is the big two. I feel like the big two, if there's a hole, they're going to want to fill it themselves. And how does a third party app survive without Marvel and DC on their app? Um, That's my only real worry. I think DC might – like I feel like Marvel and Disney, they're going to want to do their own thing. Um, if the app goes away, they're going to find a way to do their own. DC, uh, Warner, Discovery doesn't really seem to care that much about it. So maybe it would be a little easier to get them on board with something. Um, but yeah, it's it ain't good. Um, and also, to, I was going to say, what's going to happen to Scott Tober?
3: Ooh, goodbye Scott Tober. And they 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 renewed – Oh, no, I think they only renewed his contract through 2023. So, maybe he saw it coming. Hmm.
1: Uh,
3: but to your uh, to build on your point, Sean, I think it's also important to remind people that digital comics are like a small section of the comics industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 10%. What, ten ten to fifteen percent, right, at, yep. at any given point. So, uh, I think that at the very least can quell any concerns of it affecting the larger market. Like yeah, it's a piece of it, but I think it's a small if it wasn't a growing piece of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like that that's a number that has, you know, consistently risen by percentage point here and there. Um we my hope is that some amount of that percentage represents people who didn't have access to comics before so new readers yeah. um that it means. would suck for those people to simply disappear that's not what we want um the the scope of amazon the ability for amazon to uh promote and put comicsology out there i don't know if the if the if the power of amazon was ever utilized to make comicsology bigger nope and that sucks Comixology is genuinely, like, the OG Comixology is a grassroots company. Yeah. You ever seen an ad for
2: Comixology? Huh? You ever seen an ad for Comixology? Either, Uh, like, on YouTube
0: or in any website you go to? On on a comics website, uh, many years ago, I'm sure I did. But, like, I can't think of, like, and I have,
2: like, my ads are generated, obviously. You know, everyone gets their own kind of ad soup. Um, you think that I would get a comiXology ad every once in a while. Um, no, I've never seen a comiXology ad.
3: If you're, uh, if you're a either a high purchaser, like high value purchaser or somebody we know you have who has the app and a subscription, we probably don't promote to you. Mm. Mm, fair. Because why waste dollars if I know you already got you?
2: Yeah. Should I cancel my unlimited at this point? we're not, it's not completely dead yet. You know, <laughs> Monty Python, I'm not quite dead. Yeah.
3: Uh, it's, yeah, I feel like Amazon would, would be the big blocker for a lot of stuff. If anything, um, I'm sure Comicsaji had its ways to do things, but, uh, there's probably limitations based off of the company. Cause that's what happened to stuff like audible or, um, Kindle as well. They, they are the, the, the blockers for growth and innovation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's such a, so grim. Um, So uh, over on YouTube, we got a comment uh, from Daniel Ugald who says, are people doing this paying $3.99, $4.99 and up for digital books? I'm a physical book person myself and honestly would only buy larger collections that go on sale from time to time. Yeah, look, that resonates with me. Physical is where it's at all day. But I think uh, when things like this happen, right, um, it's more about meeting people where they are and recognizing how this is, you know, potentially affecting those people. Um, you know, I hate when I have to spend three ninety nine on a digital comic book. That's insane to me. So, but I what? It, go ahead, Kel. I'm not happy about it.
1: Like, and and I'm you know a digital reader. Like that's <laughs> you know, it comes with
0: the territory. What am but, I? What am I supposed to do? Doing this podcast, I learned that there are people who just don't feel that way and who are happy or, or I mean, Kale's not happy about it. But like there are people who are happy, happily spending three ninety nine dollars or whatever the cost is to get their books and to have it right in their home, uh, on their phone, wherever they're at. You can read it at work, you read it on the toilet, whatever you want to do, um, you know, right then and there. Tyler, don't act like you don't read comics on the toilet. Not my physical
2: books. No, I ain't getting no fecal matter on my... We're talking about
0: digital. Got it, got it. Okay. Well, I don't want it on my iPad either. Yeah, you do. You you put plenty of things on your iPad, trust (laughs) me. You found those videos? (laughs) You know, at this
1: point, I'm relieved to spend $3.99 on a digital comic book fucking PC. But it's also a space thing. Yeah,
2: it's it's a space thing for me.
1: I just, I'm not, you know,
2: like, like I I did the stream last Sunday, uh, where I was organizing my comics collection. Uh, thanks for anyone who joined that. Um, and like, I do like holding them, you know, I do like feeling the physical comic and I I miss that honestly, but I don't, I don't have space for it. You know, like it's, that's the only reason it's space and having a shop nearby that I enjoy, um, in, in a reasonable distance that, uh, Mm. That's the only thing stopping me.
3: Uh. Yeah, I, I probably I I can't even go back because the shop that I would have frequented is closed now.
2: so they <laughs> so got black blackballed from it or something.
3: Yeah, dude. So like, I don't, I I can't even go. Like, it just doesn't exist anymore either. So.
0: Midtown Comics is always there for you, baby. The fuck, comics, Amazon. Bro. No, get out of here. Why not? A,
3: like a local shop, somebody I can talk to, not some faceless comics organization and shit. I went to, to you Midtown. Want to,
2: this you want to this week. talk to somebody was trying to make it on Broadway?
0: <laughs> wow, I went to Midtown this week and I, you know, I brought my books up to the counter and said, "Hey, how are you?" to the guy, and he said nothing. <laughs> and then when he oh, backed up, experience. yep, when he bagged <laughs> up my books and you know I paid and everything, he's like, "I, I said, you know, thank you, uh, like have a good day," and he said nothing. <laughs> it, it's funny. I was like you know what? That's what I want.
2: <sighs> when I used to like when I when I had the long box, I would like uh go to comic shops and I'd be like, "Hey, here's a card, you know, I do a podcast and stuff." I tried that at Midtown. Just
0: nothing. I got no yep. nothing from them. Yeah. You know that I I didn't say this on the show, but um I actually had a successful that interaction, the interaction you just laid out. Where? Um at Midtown, I was oh. dealing with another guy, not this new douchebag. And uh, he asked me, oh, did you go to Comic-Con? And I said, yeah, you know, I, I do a podcast and we, you know, we were working really hard. We interviewed such person and he was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Um, uh, what's your, what's your podcast? I'm always looking for something to listen to. So I gave him a card. Cool. Well, so yeah. one other thing too, that, that, that worries me
2: about comiXology If this dies, what happens to what I already bought? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Do I get a chance to download it? Probably not. Um, Is is it going to be so much as like, hey, download it now before it's gone? You know, and then I just had to maintain an iCloud backup somewhere. You <laughs> I'm know? about to say you gotta gotta plug in a fucking
3: hard drive
2: external into my uh, my oh, well, computer just for my comics. Yeah, I got plenty of those, but just like an the SSD. DRM issue become comes into play. Like well, like this is something the, we always yeah. worried about with like Netflix, and we worry yeah. about it with with iTunes. The problem is those aren't going away anytime soon. Uh, I think this is uh, the first time that a big uh, 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 DRM controlled app might be going away. So I don't think we've seen this yet for any industry. So mm. it is kind of worrying. You know?
3: Yeah. I have no idea how that will figure itself out. Yo, I put too much money into this app to yeah. not get these books back, bro. Uh,
1: <laughs> you better grab your ankles and kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I bet your Marco knows that move. Hey, yo.
1: <laughs> like it's a, it's a big reason like other than weekly comics it's a big reason i've i've been trying to actively seek out the things i yeah. uh want
2: yeah yeah this stuff
1: can just disappear
2: like like dan mentioned there's so many good uh you know trade and collection sales on on Comicsology. i don't buy them anyway because like for a collection i want that physically i am a big uh, bookshelf pervert so i just like seeing it um but like it just the fear of like the whole collection just going away is like nah that's it's too much.
3: i I actually end up buying the larger collections on Amazon where they're heavily uh, discounted because I don't want that shit on my shelf. That's too much space. I'm much I' much rather have like a good selection of just thin books.
1: Look, we already know you're part of the problem, all right. <laughs> yeah right. fair enough, fair enough.
0: So to sum up, Really, the biggest message that we want to put out there is that we, um, you know, we really sympathize with everybody who is now dealing with the loss of a job, whether today, you know, in phase one or phase two or phase three. I mean, if you're still there, you got to know that you're on a clock and that's a crazy way to live. That's a crazy way to go to work every day and not know if today's the day that I'm just going to be my last day. Um,
3: well, they they in one of the the emails that got circulated, they are not gonna. They're not gonna proceed with the layoffs until after Chinese New Year, in China. Wow. So, everybody there just saw a mass wave, and they can expect right after the New Year. I'm assuming I think it's the 22nd, so Monday or Tuesday. Bye. Who knows? Oh wow. So this is this is not even done yet. Phase one isn't even done yet.
0: As for what this means for the future of comics, that's that's a story yet to be told. Uh, we'll be here to, you know, keep you guys uh, aware of how things are going. And this will always be a place where we can convene and talk about these things. Obviously, there's a lot of people in the comments uh, who have feelings about this. Uh, listeners of ours who use Comicsology. Um, and some who uh, apparently imagine why someone would. But at the end of the day, um, both camps are ultimately in the same camp, which is fans of comics. And so regardless of how you feel about that stuff, you have to recognize this is a moment when we come together. Um, and that's what we're here to do. So hopefully we see a successor to Comicsology soon. And that in the meantime, comiXology remains a place where people who need to get their books that way or just want to still can. That's the hope. So uh, we've got a lot more show to do, a lot of funny to do. Uh, It's not all doom and gloom, as it were. Before we move forward, I do want to say a huge thank you to uh, these Fine individuals who support us at the $10 or more tier over on Patreon, which allows you to get a uh, a superhero or a supervillain nickname and a shout out in addition to other things. So thank you to Thunderstruck, Rebecca Alejandro, The Night Stalker, Harris Najinsky, Brian Demolisher Del Pozo, Random Rocio, Kefis the Incorruptible, The Great Destroyer, Hyper Viper 89, Momentum, Mike Elliott, Starcross Catherine Stars, and The Ultimate Fighter, snake of talons uh thank you all appreciate you guys uh <laughs> oh man um so let's uh let's get into the listener comments Tyler take it away
2: yeah let me uh bring it up so here we go so uh Dan uh commented on last week's episode really appreciate the 5G coverage I think there's a problem with the whole concept no matter who heads it up Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman aren't legacy titles like Green Lantern or The Flash. Just like you could never have a new Hercules or King mm-hmm. Arthur, you can't have a new Superman. I like what they've done with John Kent, but Superman is his father. It's not a. It's not a name that gets passed down. Not sure if you guys agree, but the more time goes on, the more I, the more firm I am with that opinion. Man, I almost got through that without fumbling things. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so this is a follow-up on the conversation we had last week, which was largely driven by the 5G files, uh, which you guys will hear another installment of uh, later on in the show. And what Dan is referencing is the idea that the Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman characters would essentially be usurped by, uh, you know, Jace Fox, John Kent, and Yada Flores. And the legacy characters would go away or take on roles that, Aren't the primary heroes of their world. Um, in addition to that, of course, you know, you have examples like uh, Miles Morales, who is Spider Man concurrent to Peter. Even though Miles is a weird example because Miles was not created to be that. Miles was created to be the genuine successor to Peter in an alternate universe. And then he was so popular that he became. The side Spider Man, if you will, in the main universe. So it's a little bit unfair to Miles, but be that as it may. The the thing thing that, one of the things that's a problem is that there has to always be a Batman, Superman, and a Wonder Woman. If 5G said, all right, we're not getting rid of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. In the sense that we're just having someone else take on their identities. But they won't be the main characters anymore. The main characters will be these other people. I think that's a little bit easier to swallow. I can't I, I cannot get behind the new Trinity idea. I just can't. Um, I need I need Bruce Wayne. I just I, I do. Like that's just how it is for me. Um, if you told me that Bruce will be there, his story has moved forward, he's potentially older, he's doing different things like we talked about last week. That that's a little bit easier to swallow if you're telling me that he's being replaced in the sense that someone next up is Nightwing. Like what they're doing now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. That's a little bit easier
2: to take. So like Batman Beyond style, you'd you'd be okay with that sort of thing. Like Bruce is older; he's the man in the chair now. He's essentially the Alfred role. He's still there, but his story has changed. But he's not Batman. There is a new Batman.
0: Right. I I mean I can tell you that that's a more tolerable idea. I don't know how I'd feel about five years of that. Like, I if if I were a fan of Batgirl. Prior to uh, Killing Joke, I don't think I would have been happy with what happened to her after that. For example, because she was taken off the board. Yeah, mm. it's, it's
1: well weird. And the, the logical, you know, obligatory um, act after you know you make a character old is it's a ticking clock as to you know when you need the the high drama of that character dying.
2: Mm. It's it's weird. In my head, the whole like like Batman can be a mantle in my head. Um, maybe because I read Battle for the Cow, like that was just like in like my early DC things. So like that this idea is just ingrained in me. But but Superman doesn't feel like a mantle. It feels like a particular person.
0: What's the difference?
1: A mantle is something that can, can be passed down.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah I, I know what that means, but what is the difference between because at the end of the day we're talking about superhero identities. So what's the sure. difference between the the superhero identity Superman and the superhero identity Batman? that makes right. one pass downable and the other not? In my eyes, it's because Batman
2: is human. Um, so it, it is kind of built into him that he will not always be there and that's kind of his whole story. you know that's why he has these younger people around him. There's always the idea that he needs to pass this off to another generation. With Superman, I feel like he could always be around just physically and like literally because he's an alien and he's indestructible. You know what I mean? Um, I think okay. the humanity aspect is what does it for me.
0: So let me stop the conversation right there and ask you how you feel about Wolverine. Um, I feel like it's... Uh-huh.
2: Passable to X twenty three because like A, it's his daughter. Um, it's also like the same person through DNA.
0: So Superman is not a mantle, even though he's okay, I I I I've got it in my head. Wolverine feels like a guy
2: that would just give up and not want to do it anymore. You're just making Superman sure. would never not sure. want to be Superman. You know what I mean? I'm trying to say face over here. I think, that's Kel, you, you get that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't back him up. Don't back him up. i to curry favor with Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, Superman I, just feels like a guy who, who through either his sheer guilt alone, would always not only want to be Superman, but recognize he needs to be Superman. If Wolverine has an out, he's out.
0: That's not <laughs> I, true in any way, shape, or form, and I don't know why you would say he that. He just never Ooh. has his out. That's why, because of publishing. That's not true. Wolverine loves kids. He loves being a part of the X-Men and helping. You're the biggest fan of Wolverine and the X-Men going and you don't know that? that's
2: exactly what he passed it over to to Laura. He's like, I'm Logan now. I'm going to chill. I'm good. But
0: he was still Wolverine.
2: Uh, Well, like old man Logan. He's not Wolverine. He's Logan.
3: He's trolling you, Sean.
0: I'm not trolling. This is his
3: cancelable
0: We're gonna we're gonna do those <laughs> shortly. Uh, Tyler, that is. I'm sorry that that argument just is just odd. Man, that is this is what a, being Marco feels like.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I I I agree with what you said. Sort of in the first place, like I could see what you're saying. Batman feels like a mantle to be passed down. Yeah, more than Superman. Sure. I feel like that's built into the DNA. Anything yeah. you said after that, I can't stand by.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's different universes; and the rules change. I, I'm, I'm simply of the mind that this, this just doesn't fly anymore. I, I just don't, I just don't think you can do this anymore. Uh, I think that, uh, comic book fans kill a, want, kill a character. Uh, you can kill them, but like replacing them with someone else and doing that long don't think that that can work anymore right okay um i think so, that that worked in a prior in a prior age of comics and i don't right. think you can do that anymore and have it be effective people reject it um i think and, and in my personal opinion uh characters like x23 who already have secret identities should not transition to someone else's uh i think that's really weird if you created a new character to be new, let them be new. Why can't she be X-23? What's wrong with that? You know, oh, like, well, I don't I don't understand it. X-23 is her clone name, and
2: she has, you know, there's some trauma involved there. So like oh, so she that. just
0: takes on someone else's name. It's her dad. You can't come up with a new name. I mean, you, Tyler, you really need to pick your arguments here. Like <laughs> the,
2: the real argument would have been <laughs> Thor, I got to say. Thor would have shut me up, but you didn't go Thor.
0: So Thor is Thor's a, a
2: horrible example. No, it's Thor, it's a great example of like my theory being shit. <laughs>
0: I under no, I understand. Yeah. I don't even need to bring up Thor because we already understand that, that 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 was ridiculous. And that's that's why I'm like more more comfortable, I guess, with the mighty Thor. But even then, Thor's the guy's name. <laughs> Thor's his name. <laughs> it's not even a mantle, it's his literal name. Whenever I leave a job, um, the person who takes
2: my job <laughs> just takes Neither. my name instead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man. Uh Kale Marco, you gotta Oh I've been
3: I've been enjoying watching the fumble. I'm I'm good. <laughs> I, I don't even Marco doesn't get to see this that often.
0: Yeah, I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, Dan. Well, yeah. every time you leave uh, an insightful, interesting comment, it, it leads to this. And yes, I did read your uh your YouTube uh, follow up and I will respond to you. Um yeah, I, I I don't know. I've I've long been against the uh, multiple versions of the same character, with the exception of the ones that existed before I started reading comics. What about Captain America? Like that doesn't bother you? Uh, so in the case of Bucky, which is the first time that the mantle passed in my uh, time reading comics, sure. uh, I accepted it because Steve was dead. Um, that is also comparable to Batman and Nightwing. Right, exactly, which I also didn't have a problem with insofar as the primary person was not around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very happy when Steve returned and Bucky became the Winter Soldier again, just like I was happy when Bruce returned and uh, uh, Dick became Nightwing again. In the case of uh, Falcon, Sam Wilson, um, I think that Falcon is a shitty uh, like <laughs> moniker and identity. Um, and in my mind, there's enough difference between the two Captain Americas that I can tolerate the existence of Sam. Although, to be honest, I wish he would have a different name, but still keep the 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 appearance. Colonel United. <laughs> like if like if Patriot didn't exist, I would like Sam Wilson to be I mean, Patriot. If you're Marvel Publishing, Patriot doesn't exist. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. That is fair. Oh, man. Um, all right. So, speaking of cancelable comic takes, why don't we get to those? Uh, this was all the rage this week. Everybody on social media sharing their cancelable comic book take, um, which, as a rule, I generally hate this kind of thing because it's always people saying things that are just their opinions that no one cares <laughs> yeah. about. Um, yeah. But. I figured for the sake of fun, we would do that here. So, anyone hot off the presses with a good one? Uh, uh, was a good one. No. As I've grown, <laughs> as I've as I've
3: grown older, I think uh, Alex Ross becomes overrated. Oh, whoa!
1: Oh <laughs> uh, man! I, I look whoa. at
3: it. I look at his art now, and I'm like,
0: yeah, right. Did you Did you read uh, uh Fantastic Four uh, full circle?
3: Yeah. No. No, I haven't. No.
0: You think Marco is gonna
2: read a Fantastic Four book that wasn't told I, to him? <laughs> like, I think I. I think
3: I have it. I didn't read it. I, I might have to, but I. Yeah. I've uh, since since he's been like back on covers and stuff. I'm just like, man, man. It's an Alex Ross cover. Man. I don't give a shit. I, with uh, with regard to the big two covers,
1: I agree with you uh I'm v- I'm very interested in fantastic Four uh and that uh so we posted a a, a spawn cover I don't know if it was in our oh in our yeah. group thread or whatever yeah. but I yeah. saw that
0: I was like that's fire right Alex yeah. Ross spawn yeah that was tremendous well Marco kicked us off that is I I'm,
2: I'm trying to figure out listen, how to word mine
0: I oh boy. Uh, I think uh,
1: mine isn't gonna touch that, but I have it ready to go. Uh, I think the most interesting thing Bruce Wayne has done in the past ten
0: years is die <laughs> multiple times. Uh, Fifteen years. Okay. Twenty. Um. You know what? You're right. Probably. I don't even think that. I don't think that's a hot take. I mean. I, yeah. <laughs> ba- Batman Batman uh, is in a holding really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't I don't disagree. Or maybe sure. I do, but I won't argue cuz that was so monumental that yeah. there hasn't been a Batman story that's touched that. So. And and him coming back frankly sort of farted on it like <laughs> But it was always it was it was it was a at least at least in that case it was always Grant's agenda to to bring Bruce back, not necessarily in the timeline that it ended up happening. But mm-hmm. be that as it may, Tyler, did you have one? Oh, mine's gonna be rough. Um, X
2: Men is emblematic of uh, traditional lib diversity in so much that it's very white diversity. And we'll never actually change and be diverse until the old guard of comics is eliminated.
0: But I want to see Cyclops. Eliminated? Who's eliminating them? Okay, eliminated <laughs> sounds a little too
2: <laughs> like Jesus. I'm going to go around as a Terminator. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Very cable extinction protocol type thing. My but. God. <laughs> like it just feels like, like if you ask someone who their favorite X-Men character is, outside of Storm, <laughs> who's not white?
0: But is that a fault of account. the <laughs> – is that a fault of the 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 readers, the creators? No, I don't think like it's the
2: fault of the readers. I think it's a fault of publishing and so much that they've only kept the – like giant size X-Men is like the, the part that they just can't get past. Um, they keep creating new characters and none of them stick because they're too afraid to actually invest in them. Like mm-hmm. nobody can say sync. As much as I love sync, no one's going to say sync. Nobody's going to say warpath, you know? Um maybe that's just the comics in general thing, but I just I, I feel it in in X Men more because they're supposed to be the uh, uh analogy for you know uh uh like racism and stuff like that, even though the original team was all white people. Um
3: but hmm. I don't know. I don't I feel like I don't, ca- like, don't care like care that they are <laughs> Mark, who's your favorite X Men? Uh, probably Beast or Wolverine.
2: Okay, yeah, that, that tracks.
3: And and like, I, but then at the same time, I like Jean Grey, I like Cyclops, I like...
2: Wait,
1: give me
3: three more white people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kitty, no, but, but that's what I mean. Like, I like those characters, so then if I want to see them, why, why... like?
2: Maybe I should reword this, and X-Men should be the title that pushes actual diversity in comics. Instead, we deal with, like, and I love them, but instead, it's been Scott Summers the entire time. Like, it's been Fr- Professor X. It's been Magneto. Uh, Magneto, uh, there's some things you could deal with with diversity with him, but uh, X-Men should be the forefront of this. And, I agree and st- Like, even when we just got a new X-Men team, we we have sync still? Like, they added, what, more white people? They got rid of, sun, like, uh, uh, Sunfire, one of a few Asian guys on the team, and they added a white woman
0: to it, you know? Like... All right, and this is my c- cancelable comics take. Uh, and i'm I am uh, this is just something that burns me up, which is I think that a lot of comic book fans um, think that they they think they talk about diversity, but they don't put their money where their mouth is. Mm. Uh, yep. and a lot of people just want to see it happen for the sake of it but they don't actually have any intention of supporting it or making it pop giving the big two no incentive whatsoever to actually do it um i don't i i i don't care one way or the other quite frankly like i think if you have characters use them but i grew i grew up reading comics that didn't have characters who looked like me for the most part um and i was cool with that I enjoy the stories for the stories. And I think a lot of people um you know say these things because they feel like they have to, but realistically, you read the comics too. You read books, you read books that have white people in it. You don't buy books that don't. So I don't understand how you can say that comics need to get more diverse when you don't buy the ones that are diverse. So you're saying um, like like Photon just came out, but their sales aren't it's not Captain of Marvel sales. Yeah. Oh, everybody cares about Monica Rambeau all of a sudden yet the sales suck. Moon Girl. Everybody's such a big fan of Moon Girl, can't keep a book on the shelves. Uh all these different characters. Miles Morales. Miles Morales is so popular. Everybody's so pissed. Why doesn't Marvel do more with him? Why isn't he the main character of Marvel? Why don't you buy the comic?
2: I I'd, I'd counter with why don't why doesn't Marvel uh actually market the comic. <laughs> Hey, well, Salad and Ahmed's yeah. miles run was solid. It was, yeah. People didn't buy it. Did people I people didn't think miles I run. saw outside of the announcement of the title? It ever really making press, you know, like
3: but, but at that point, yeah, I think you also have to be cognizant of the fact that comics don't get press a lot of the time. Like they yeah, themselves don't get yeah. the creators have to do that. So I, I I think that's an unfair argument.
0: And at that point, that's throwing good money after bad. If people are already not buying it and they seem to not want to buy it over multiple volumes, what the hell would Marvel be thinking if they sunk money into something that people apparently don't want to read?
3: Yo, Sean out here being the SVP of sales and marketing at Marvel. (laughs) Diversity don't sell, he said.
0: I'm not saying that in the sense that it can't. I'm saying that people aren't buying it.
2: Sure. For whatever Sean, for whatever their reason is. If Sean but was they VP, keep talking about it. Yeah. If Sean was VP of Marvel, at least there's some diversity behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we got, me it, we, got a, we got an Asian editor in chief. What are we talking about?
0: No. <laughs> listen, CB Sobolsky. just know that I did not say that. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh so I'm I'm curious. And this is this can only be determined by you guys listening. Who had the most cancelable take? I think Marco still. <laughs> God, this is be Marco, <laughs> yeah, that give was it to me,
2: baby. Marco, your, your homework today is to read Kingdom Come again.
3: That's a pretty good book, but yeah, still,
1: like uh, who uh, 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 Dan, God, Dan, Fucking take a break. <laughs> uh, start your own podcast. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, Ross hasn't evolved still like his covers but he can't tell a sequential story to save his life i mean i haven't seen um i haven't read uh fantastic four yet but um i yeah i i don't know how much he's evolved since since kingdom come
3: yeah that's a fair point i feel like it's all similar the 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 shots he gets the angles the framing like the paneling It it's all there hasn't been any growth he's stuck to his style so hard that For the past 30 plus 40 years. It feels stagnant.
2: You can't evolve greatness. That's what I say. Mm, It feels stagnant. I
3: don't know.
0: Uh, There's just no room to grow. He's that good. It's you know, it's incredible. That's usually what I tell
3: people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the the pinnacle of who I am.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was getting at, Marco. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Uh well. We do have some some sad news to report. Uh, as Jason Pearson, who is a um, a long time a veteran uh, artist in comics, has died at fifty two. So, you know, a lot of times we do these and we're talking about you know the stalwarts, the people who. Basically built this industry. I'm not saying Jason's not and not someone of that ilk, but we're talking a lot of times about people who are in their 80s and things like that. Um, and Jason, a, a very young man who struggled with health um, for much of his life. In fact, for, for as much as for as much praise as you will find on social media about Jason Pearson, um, it's more about. The, the the high quality of the stuff that he was able to do and not volume because Jason Pearson was not able to do as much work as he I'm sure um because of his health body bags was his biggest like personal hit um and uh body bags came out through Dark Horse um but he just couldn't stay on track to like. Do what he wanted to do with it. We got the the initial four issue run, and then it was like stops and starts. Uh It started off in like what ninety two, Um and then we didn't get something else until to the two thousands. Jeez, yeah. So, uh, very, very, yeah, two thousand five. Um, for for the next iteration of body bags. Um, Pearson did a lot of DC work. Uh, stuff with uh the Legion. Uh, stuff with Marvel, um, stuff with Buffy, the vampire slayer, even, which is where I found Jason Pearson, Um, a a lot of different stuff over the years, covers and things like that. So talented and a a teacher, someone that a lot of people learned from, but just an example of someone who could have done so much more if they were in better health. Unfortunately, he did die uh, in December due to a heart attack, which is something that um, he experienced, I believe in the past, heart conditions and things like that. So um plagued by illness, unfortunately, but of a, a super, super talent um who will be dearly missed. Yeah, I remember his
2: cover specifically on like the Dark Rain era. He did a lot of Marvel covers.
0: Yeah. Uh, Deadpool.
2: I think there was like the like the bullseye as hawkeye sort of era. Like that's where I remember him from.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is a bummer.
3: So it's unfortunate to lose talent cuz um it's always about the the potential mm-hmm. that's been lost you know from from there what what else could they have done where else could they have gone what else could we have seen and that's the shame
0: yeah completely agreed um and i hope that you know his family will be okay obviously this is a huge loss um and, you know, I we talk about potential a lot when it comes to these. And in this particular case, it hits me harder. We know that Jason had so much more to give. Yeah, a lot more time. Yeah. That makes me think about um, so many people who are creators, would be creators, who just never get. They never. I mean, he obviously got his chance. He just wasn't able to fulfill it through to health. But there are so many people who never get the shot. You know, their health doesn't allow it, their family situation, their finances don't allow it. It's so hard to do this job.
2: And and one of the things that, like, it's nice to see is people always, you know, praising him after, you know, his past. But, like, we should start praising people when they're alive, you know? (laughs) Like, it doesn't, like, it, it, especially as an artist, being like having that kind of, uh, 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 I guess, what's like the, the words of affirmation while you're alive for your art is, important you know just you know doing this for me creatively i like people tell me i do a good job you know yeah. um so like let's give people their flowers when they're alive is, is kind yeah. of what i'm getting at when while you can
0: yeah
3: yeah speaking of uh, alex ross step it up
0: <laughs> wow Wow, I I don't even I I okay.
3: I I'm just following Tyler's why, why oh, example. <laughs> why, why now? I mean, he's still alive. Let him know while he's alive, right?
0: It's Marco's turn. Uh, can we cancel Marco for that as well? Oh uh, yikes! I'll, I'll put the other slide back on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks Kefis. Appreciate the uh, the flowers and the thumbs up there. Uh, and and hey. Kefis is Kefis is one of the biggest supporters. Kefis Kefis is giving us flowers uh, in the form of, of of money, which we appreciate. Um, the ultimate compliment. Exactly. Yeah, and if you can't get that, then you get a thanks. We appreciate those too.
2: Thanks, Kefis. I, I guess I appreciate that too.
0: Thanks, Kefis. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about uh, the Avengers. So Jason Aaron has had a strength Tyler, you you hold on. I know. Damn. I get it. it. I know. Jason Aaron has had a stranglehold on the Avengers for what five years, seven years, something a, like that. Is that a good thing? What are you why are you saying it that way? <laughs> no, I don't I mean I don't I don't think stranglehold. it is. If you if you like if you like the stuff then that's fantastic. Oh, okay. I I I had to jump ship. It's like if if you like getting
2: strangled that's fine, you know. To each their own.
0: Whoa. And and by the way like it's awesome that in today's age a creator can have an extended run on something like the Avengers. I just got, I guess I I'm just frustrated that I didn't like it more. So, you know. Um but in any event, Jason Aaron's run Uh, is ending, and one of the biggest questions around these parts, at least, has been who will take over the Avengers? What creative team will take over the Avengers? I was on the uh, Donny Cates Capullo, Greg Capullo hype train. That was my thing. Turns out, I was dead wrong. Completely wrong, as this week we learned that none other then Tyler's favorite, Jed McKay. Yo, what? Yeah, no yep. way. Yeah, Jed McKay will be reteaming with CF Vila. I don't know that is on Avengers, Avengers proper, the Avengers, the Avengers, the Avengers. Wow, not East Coast Avengers.
2: As no. uh, as somebody who is. Dealing with the same thing that Donny Cates is dealing with, um, you need a good six months, you know. So I knew it wouldn't be Donny Cates. Did your comic book company go bankrupt? <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. Yep. know uh, yeah, oh, I just, I just, I didn't like paying people. Um, wow. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I just, hmm, uh, I think McKay is the right guy. You know, I think with Death of Doctor Strange, that was a, a good warmer, warm up for him. Like, hey. Can you do this? And everyone seemed to like that. I did not hear any bad things about that, especially for a death of storyline. You know, um, one poorly timed with a new Doctor Strange movie where you're going to write off Stephen Strange in the same time you're promoting a movie. Um, but it worked. And he got to write about, you know, Black Cat, Mary Jane's dumpy. You know, I'm a fan.
1: You feel like I predicted this too. He wasn't my pick, but I feel like I predicted this.
0: I think we're all taking were the credit. Like, I predicted
2: it. Yeah. All right. I'm
0: Spartacus. <laughs> this is it, rad. Yeah, based on yeah. the based on the timeless uh, issue yeah. that we got yeah. late last year, it was pretty clear that Jed would be the guy um, because the Kang story that that Marvel is telling uh, with the missing moment—that's Jed's story—and it was clearly going to continue in Avengers, which was so you know one plus one equals two um i just think one plus one sometimes equals three and that's where i got donny cates from um math denier sean bartley you're right uh <laughs> so but we also we didn't just get the team we also got the premise and we got the uh we didn't just get the creative team we got the premise and the team of characters uh this is an interesting it's not as funky As Jason Aaron's team. It's a little bit more classic, but I think it has some interesting picks. So uh, you, of course, have Thor. You have Iron Man. You have Cap, but it's Sam Wilson. Uh, You have Captain Marvel. Of course, Carol Danvers. Vision, who's returning, Black Panther, and Scarlet Witch. That's the team
2: feels the, like the an Avengers f- team. The fact that mm-hmm. Vision and Scarlet Witch are on the same team again for. The umpteenth time? Well, no, for a, it's like the first it's been time in a while they've been together. Um, I think that there's some, some rife drama there, you know.
3: Especially considering, oh, well, I'm assuming this is going to be also post, what is it, Trial of Magneto?
2: Yeah, it's got to be, yeah.
3: So I wonder if she's well, yeah. going to be dealing with her, her guilt or something.
2: They should deal with it in, um, that, in that series, though. Like, is she like guilt-free now? No,
3: she's done with that. Yeah. Oh, she has a bookstore now or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, she's fine. She's she's, uh, outselling Amazon right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's hiring. (laughs) Any omissions on this team? Any any glaring omissions? Other than Steve Rogers. Oh, damn. Uh, Dan
1: calls out no demolition,
2: man. D-Man? Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask about D-Man. What about 3D-Man? Yo, don't joke. I love (laughs) 3D-Man. Scorpion, if you guys could throw like a D list Avenger on here, who it would it be and why is it Stingray? Just saying. D list I, uh, I, I, I I in actual missions, I would have maybe thrown She-Hulk on here. Um, mm. although she's kind of going through her own thing in her in her main comic, but like when has that ever stopped anything?
1: Um I like Spider-Man on the Avengers now.
2: It's been a while too, right?
1: like I think uh I think it's time for Peter Parker to permanently step up.
2: Wow, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah. It's long so, been. So mm-hmm. even though we have the Avengers team here, I still think there's another Avengers team coming. Um with Free Comic Book Day, we have that like Uncanny Avengers kind of lineup that show, showed up in, the, in that preview, I think. And Steve was on that team. So I think we might be in the age of two main Avengers books again, which like hey, fine with that.
3: Is that where uh McCall, Aaron's going?
2: Uh, I think Jason Aaron might go back to doing some more creator owned stuff to be honest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, he's got the the Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, which is creator owned. I could That's see right. yeah, I could see him stepping. I think I think I really think he needs to cool off from Marvel. He's been grinding. For a long time over there. So um according to OKSCV, Carol is uh Carol Danvers uh is the leader of the team. Um that yeah. I don't like. That's a problem it. for me. Yeah? Yes. Uh hates a girl boss. <laughs> I do. I do. Get, I love Captain Mar- Captain Marvel. The problem that I have is that uh to me, the leader of the Avengers is always Captain America. Hmm. Um, I don't like Captain Marvel's leadership style. I think that she, and 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 maybe I'm holding something against her that I shouldn't. But that Civil War II era <laughs> jam that was dude,
2: rough. don't that was the character but, assassination of Carol, Carol Danvers.
0: All right, well, listen, yeah. this is what we have to live with. I I don't appreciate her as a leader. I appreciate her as and and even the movies like. She's kind of... She does her her own thing. Not a team player? When I first started reading her, I thought she was. When she was Miss Marvel back in the day, loved her on the Avengers. I thought she was the stuff. I, I think Bendis royally fucked up her trajectory
2: in the comics because of that Civil War II, honestly. Like, I think she was being positioned as, like, the next, like cap avenger style leader and they made her a real asshole in that book like she was not likable in that book no. um aaron tried you know aaron had them you know kiss and make oh not actually kiss but like they, they they made up you know iron man and her um so i'm hoping this could like redeem her a bit cuz i i think we need that uh, in terms of like her as a avenger because um, even in the Aaron run, she's kind of played second fiddle to a lot of stuff. She's essentially been the mom to uh, Star Brand uh, throughout this run. So, here's hoping.
0: Yeah, um, I like Scarlet Witch being here. That's pretty interesting. I think she needs yeah. something to do, some something um, more interesting to run a book a bookstore. Black Panther, I'm a little iffy on because that's yeah, the one that well,
1: stands out to me too
0: yeah oh. i don't i don't know it's kind of weird because i know he was just on aaron's team mm. but then he wasn't because he had to do his own thing yeah. and in the books right now his in in the black panther comic he's still dealing with his own thing and now he's just back on the avengers
2: and we also like Just got a new Black Panther number one announcement with a new creative team. So, like, maybe that ties into that. But, like, I'm just Mm -hmm. getting caught up on Sentinel Liberty, actually, last night, uh, the Sam Wilson Captain America book. And, like, I just got through, like, two issues where those two are fighting because Sam goes into Wakanda for, like, some kind of mission. And Wakanda's like, yo, you can't do that in Wakanda. Uh, And Black Panther's essentially their Captain America for Wakanda. He's, like, specifically a Wakanda hero. He does not really leave. He only deals with Wakanda stuff. Um, and he just feels weird to be like, "All right, now he's an Avenger again." Yeah, I think it's a little weird, but I'm fine with it. It feels like Black Panther will be one of those Forever Avengers going forward.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah, this feels like a movie-ready Avengers to me. This this is oh, yeah, this is familiar for me, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, cool! I recognize these people now." I would pick this up as a not potentially activated Avengers reader Um, because I I can get behind some of these characters because I understand, at least from the movies.
0: Yeah. Um, So they're going to be dealing with the Kang stuff, as I said. They're going to be dealing with, uh, I guess, trying to stop him from achieving his agenda of of finding the missing moment. Um, We learned a little bit more about this in the solicits and the announcement. Um, So... Uh, let's see. Where can I pick up? Uh, some of Marvel's greatest icons will assemble when they're gifted with knowledge of the tribulation events, a series of grand scale disasters that will spark upheaval throughout the known universe. We got a tease of that in Timeless. So I think if you haven't read Timeless, it's probably worth picking it up just so that you can have a lead into this. But the tribulation events are things that the trials, these are things that whoever seeking the missing moment Will have to go through. And we saw that Kang is doing that. So the Avengers are on his track, I guess. Um it should be fun. Jen McKay is very talented. Uh CF Vila, I'm not as familiar with. I didn't read their run on Black Cat, so I don't know I, I, I don't know um how I feel about them. Oh, yeah. it's
2: the black cat artist. Yeah. Okay. It's
0: good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to hear that then. I'm excited for this. I'm excited to be able to to feel like I can buy Avengers again.
3: Oh yeah, because you've been pretty low on just the concept for a while since Aaron has been on, right?
0: Yeah, I haven't I haven't read Avengers in years. Oh, yeah. so weird for me. It's the fir- It's one of the very first books I ever read. Uh, New Avengers, and and I, ha- I just haven't been reading Avengers. And, and I
2: I've enjoyed Aaron's run, but like it's so far along in Aaron's run where it's like impenetrable at this point. It's kind of huffing its own farts a bit. Um, oh. Yeah, it's just like you can't really jump right in because there's like six different teams simultaneously right now.
0: Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And like the whole uh Phoenix force is Thor's mom and she- Oh, there's a dark phoenix in the book that's actually Mystique as well.
2: Spoiler there, but yeah. <sighs> there's but a Norman Osborne who is the spirit of vengeance. Is that enticed you at all, Sean?
0: No, that's insanely bad. <laughs>
2: he's called like the 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 ghost the grave robber or the great. he's got like a weird name. It's it's the ghost goblin. Ghost Is goblin. That it? Yeah, that's what he's called, actually. Yeah, the ghost goblin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen someone more disgusted to accurately. He's got call green something.
2: fire too. It's it's neat.
0: Ugh. No, it's
2: Will not. you say he has fiery cornrows? Uh, no. Probably does. <laughs> they did a wave check last issue, and he got roasted. So,
0: Oh, no. He didn't pass his wave check? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right. Well, let's move past that, because uh, we've got James Tinian to talk about. So James Tinian, known for quality horror comics, is putting out another one. This one's called World Tree, but it's W, it's lowercase W, the number zero, R L D, T R 3, 3. That's the way this is being spelled. Name of this book. It's missing okay. special characters in a capital letter, and then it'd be my, my password. <laughs> <laughs> uh if that sounds weird to you, that's because it is. But I think it'll make a little more sense when you hear about the concept. So it's James Tinian being joined by Fernando Blanco, Jordi Belair, and Aditya Bidikar. So that's already a pretty strong creative team. But here's the premise. In 1999, Gabriel, Amanda, Liam, Yoshi, and Darren discovered what they dubbed the Undernet, a secret architecture beneath the Internet. They charted their exploration of the Undernet on a private message board called WorldTree. Then they lost control. Unimaginable horrors. So we got some pages in the uh, solicits. Bleeding Cool has a whole great article about this and shows us some of the pages, shows us the new villain, uh, the villain of this book called Fear, but it's spelled uh, all capitals PH34R. Huh. Yeah. Um, the art's one, good. Is that the Sorry, one with shown Yes, that's okay, nip-lady. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> the art's good. Uh, fear looks like, uh, who can we say she looks like? All the matches I don't make on Tinder.
2: <laughs> uh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> My type's She's, not their type, you know? So
0: Oh, she legit has like a nip-out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's got the romper going. She's got the fishnets. That is Yolande Vesser from
2: D'Antwoord, I think. Minus the human trafficking, hopefully, but.
0: What I, that reference? I don't get. Oh, it. you
2: guys don't know about South South African uh, hip hop. Uh, never mind. It's fine. What? Oh, come on. Um,
1: it's like a mix of Harley Quinn and the other one. Punchline?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely giving those vibes. Um, Kefla says, "If this wasn't Tinian, I'd be out. Nothing about this sounds good." I will admit. I will admit on premise even me reading those words reading the way that these things were spelled it gives me douche chills I will say that <laughs> but I trust James Tinian so much yeah that's the thing that I will I will buy anything and I know that James Tinian if he's putting this out knowing how cringe it is there's something hot underneath probably good has to be the one worry I have is
2: not being able to understand the characters names or who they are <laughs> just losing track of that so mm.
3: well I, th- I think that was bueno this looks a little cartoonier, and I feel like you can make those kind of distinctions a bit also less characters hopefully yeah oh yeah well this what three
0: Uh four five that are referenced by name and then fear the villain. So six Mm. total. Yeah. Which is still that's still like half as many characters, I think, as we got in uh in uh nice house.
3: Oh yeah. Six. Cool. (laughs) You got half of that crew.
2: Hopefully some diversity too would be nice in this, you know. But we'll
0: see. Oh Gabriel Maybe you can, you know, maybe uh, Yoshi. Yoshi? Yeah. Sure, sure. You don't like green lizards, dragons.
2: bro? <laughs> did you and I just make the same joke different ways, Marco? <laughs> what did you say? I said we can have dragons. What did you say?
0: I said green lizards. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Unreal. This is out in April. Does this does this spark anything for you guys? Um, I'm a sucker for a new image, number one, you know. Hmm. Let me tell you, Sean.
3: This is not spark joy," yeah, 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 yeah. he said.
2: He said, "I sleep." The, the Shaquille O'Neal meme.
3: Oh, that was the no. The was it the Minimal Lady? Yeah, oh, Marie Kondo. Mar- Mar- Marie, Marie, Marie Kondo. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think it sounds uh, cool. I think it's the 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 mixed uh, letters and numbers and stuff that <laughs> I like. I like the premise. The style of all that is that's not for me,
2: Kale. Kale, you look like a guy that gets frustrated with passwords. Is that why,
1: my man? I keep <laughs> fucking Firefox keeps telling me to update my passwords. Like Should I don't. Have
2: been.
1: Have, how? I I I don't yep. have any passwords
2: left. Yep. See, I found out why you don't like the
1: the in like in me. How this can is, I do this?
2: This is me. Working I don't have IT. anything. I knew it. I don't I
1: it. like stop it. Let me live. I
0: know, I know people I who love. still have
2: their passwords and a notebook.
0: I'm about to start doing that again. That's my aunt, bro. It's
2: about to be me.
0: <laughs> I love that you were able to identify <laughs> that and Kale and get that out. That was that was fantastic. <laughs> Work IT is what I do. <laughs> I feel like I feel like. If you had some sort of like password uh, 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 app that would store your passwords or something like that, the way you started that, you could have sold kale on buying that from you.
1: Problem so. I'd have to remember my password for that.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh. All right. And, um, and that's going to use the one password I have. And <laughs> uh, what, and then what happens when that gets hacked?
2: God, really,
0: he's really living up to that boomer uh, nickname there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James Tinian said that the character fear quote has come from the internet to kill you oh, my dream
2: <laughs> yeah
3: that's the kind of e-girl that uh, Tyler
0: wants murderous um,
2: next question
0: <laughs> yeah um I will be I will be reading this of course in April when this drops we will almost assuredly be reading this for the show Um I hope it's good. I think it'll be good. Great creative team. Can't really go wrong with that slate of uh, creators. But.
2: With with this kind of story, I feel like you could do some like AR kind of game with this like outside of the book, like some augmented reality, maybe QR codes and stuff. You know, like the White Rabbit shit, Sean, with uh, WWE recently. Mm-hmm. Or Bray Wyatt. Like that kind of campaign would lend itself To this book, I think, if they really wanted to play around with it in terms of like transmedia marketing.
0: Sure. Yeah. I think that could be a lot of fun. Uh, Is it worth the investment? (laughs) No, no, of course not. That's the question. (laughs) Uh, All right. We're going to close out the show today with the 5G files. So for those of you who missed, oh, Tyler, we can't hear that. G in all the studies LA times causes massive mutation and cancer.
3: Amazing.
2: Is that good for a, an opening bumper for the 5g files? Is that fine? That was good. What That's
1: fantastic. Okay. That? Well, you didn't put that to music though.
2: I was hoping, yeah, I was hoping for some music. Oh, uh, you might not have heard it, but the uh, Batman animated series is in the background of that. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll open that. I'll make
0: that well, uh, by all accounts, we'll be doing this for the next few weeks. If you missed Last week, and you don't know what the 5G files are. Uh, this is a series of articles being run on bleedingcool.com by Rich Johnston, who over the course of you know a couple of years now, a few years, has learned what the 5G initiative was going to be. Uh, this is, of course, Dan Didio's pet project where he was going to reshape and restructure the entire DC Universe and chart a path. For, you know, many years going forward, replacing the big three with another big three uh, sorts of madness. We left off last time uh, with 5G Files 12, and we talked about, you know, the trial of Batman and, um, you know, how Batman was on trial because he allowed the Joker to kill Bane and all that kind of jazz. So now um, we are going to be diving into a little bit more about Superman, uh, Batman, and Dan Didio's exit strategy, if things went wrong. So here we go. Uh, There would have been a storyline called The Return of Superman. Now, for those of you who forgot, Superman retired to Africa. And was powerless. He had lost his powers, which did happen sort of in mainline continuity. But they got restored at War World. Um, mm. But in the 5G time, we're in, I guess, 2023 at this point, And he would have been retired. And he would have put together the authority on the side. Um, he would have put that team together. And they would have decided together... That Batman should not be put in prison, that he should not be judged by the law for his decision because of the fact that Batman has to make decisions that are outside of the law all the time. It's all superheroes do. So According
2: to the. Go ahead. I was going to say so. So, Superman's plan is to pull Dave Chappelle, like <laughs> literally retired after come back, hopefully without the transphobia. But like, that's the
0: whole plan that he had. It just seems a little weird. Well, retiring to Africa wasn't a plan as much an exit strategy, I guess. But he couldn't he couldn't stay idly by. He had to. He he couldn't watch what happened to Batman. So he had to put together the Authority, um, which also happened in main continuity. The book Superman and the Authority um, by Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp. Maybe no, not Liam Sharp. I don't remember who the artist was. Um, this though would have put Superman and John Kent. In uh, conflict, and we would have seen a Superman versus Superman story, where they battle over what it means to be Superman, um, and what Superman has to be in the mob. Um, none of that happened, of course, but that's one of the factors of what we would have seen regarding uh, Superman versus Superman, leading into twenty twenty four. Where DC would have published a Superman Batman against the DC Universe story? Can what? you imagine? Can you imagine? That's OP, dude.
2: I mean, that kind of sounds cool.
0: But, it sounds cool as hell.
3: But it's a, it's, a, but then it goes to the whole: if Batman has time to be prepared, plus now he has Superman, that that's a that's a cakewalk. Like he destroys the entire DC Universe.
0: He destroys the multiverse, the hyperverse. Hopefully, the metaverse too. Well, if you if you smell what I'm cooking with this, this is a this is this is a civil war type of story. That's that you're either siding with Batman and Superman, the OGs, or you're siding with John Kent and presumably Jace Fox. And it's and it's whose side are you on type of thing. That's what this Batman Superman against the DC universe would have been. Um it says uh, Clark would have undergone a process to get his power back t- so that he could actively take part physically in these battles. But because of this process, uh, he gets too strong. And that power that he now has inside of him is actually threatening the world itself. Um, and so he has to be stopped. It sounds cool for the splash page potential, you
2: know, um, does not sound like Superman, though. Like, it seems
0: pretty much antithetical to who Superman actually is. Uh, it, Maybe. I mean, I don't I, I think if 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 something goes wrong, right, and he becomes too powerful and that's that's not his fault. It's not a choice he's making. Um, It is an interesting flip. On what we understand Superman to be, which is the greatest protector of Earth, to make him now the greatest threat to Earth, I think is an interesting story beat. Um, is it a natural story beat? I don't know, but I think it's I think it's compelling. I feel like
1: that's uh, Gra- Grant Morrison had that problem with that version of Superman on that book. Mm. I feel like I recall him saying something to that effect. Was. That's just not who Superman is. Right.
0: Yeah, Grant's problem on... You're referring to Superman and the Authority, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Grant's problem was that DC wanted him to... Or them, I'm sorry. DC wanted them to uh, essentially turn Superman heel. Yeah. And Grant couldn't abide that, Um, which makes sense. But so to stop Clark... Uh, Bruce would have sacrificed himself. And this would have led to both Batman and Superman dying. But the planet would be saved. And now essentially left to the new kids on the block. The Justice Alliance. Not the League. The Justice Alliance. Justice Alliance. <laughs> oh, <cha. laughs> to uh, be the premier protectors of Earth. Now, if all this didn't work. If 2024 comes and goes and Batman, Superman against the DC Universe just bombs and none of this is going well, Dan Didio planned a big red button. That was easy. (laughs) So going forward, if it works, Didio's plan was for the only place you could see. Nice one, Marco. I just got it. I'm very late. (laughs) Delayed Staples joke,
2: <laughs> dude. I was more surprised that Marco made like a legitimately good joke, and I was like, "Oh wow!" I didn't yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler got it in the
3: moment, yeah. then Sean, and then Kayla's just like not there yet. <laughs> the dominoes, big, big red button. What even, Marco red said button that is... was
2: easy. It's a uh...
3: Staples.
1: What Staples?
2: Yeah. The office supply store. <laughs> Dude, we're not going to explain here. american ads to the guy who yeah. left america.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Um so so dumb. If 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 it all worked, then once Batman and Superman die, the only place where you'll be able to read Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent stories is in elseworlds, black label, you know, stuff that is it mainline continuity? They're just not there anymore, and they won't be again. That's the idea. But if it doesn't work, Dan Didio was prepared in 2025 to wipe out all this stuff. There was—we don't know—it's undisclosed—but there was a, a a plot device that would have been inserted into the stories that, if necessary, they could have used to revert all this. Pandora, right? Some silliness. Yeah. If so if uh if Warner Discovery, well Warner at the time, if they were unhappy with this whole thing, then they could have just done that. But short of that, this is what DC would have looked like. No Bruce Wayne, no Clark Kent. Wild. Yep. Hey man, uh, you know, you just make room for the
3: for the people that matter. Swamp Thing's gonna be up there. Etrogan, you know, we start to get the big players, heavy hitters.
1: Man, you would hate it if Swamp Thing went mainstream and you fucking know you would I fuck actually yeah
3: <laughs> that'd be terrible it'd be awful
1: I, I to be honest I would love to see this as an experiment at this point I know we said this last week or whatever but this would be a dope ultimates universe
2: hmm. honestly like get get uh Tom Taylor to do another Elseworlds book like oh like,
3: yeah like,
1: more and more like not that I want to see a DC Civil War or whatever but like this, uh, more and more, I'm I'm a, starting to lean toward it. Like I kind of like it. It's, it's better it because than it's so radically
2: different. I think. Yeah, yeah.
3: This is, it'd be it'd be an evolution on uh, a crisis event.
1: And now that timeline, one. right? That timeline, 2017 to 2025 or whatever. 2025 being the the out. That's too
0: long. <laughs> That's well, too long. I think it would have. I think it would have started if things if if nothing bad happened. I think it would have started in 2020. Like if if okay. um, Didier doesn't get fired and uh, uh, COVID stuff. Yeah, I think 2020 is the start. So it would have been it would it would have been a five year thing before they would have reset if need be. So, so at least five years. Do we have COVID to thank for this not happening? No, I think we have a combination of. Um, The fact that the DC Comics staff is in a building that they shouldn't be in, the office space was extremely expensive, they couldn't justify it, so that's why Warner did all those cuts. And I think we have that coupled with people just not liking what Dan Didio wanted to do Mm. and his bullishness about it. Um, I think if Dan Didio had more stroke at the time and more allies, we'd be living in a 5G future.
3: Turn the frogs gay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the thing, the frogs would be so gay. That's true. It's so gay.
2: Uh, is Michigan J Frog like the, the gayest of the frogs? <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe.
0: <laughs> it, it it is interesting. It really it really is. Like I don't I, again, I don't know if, if, if it would have been right to do this as the actual, like, mainline, But damn. Getting to see these characters really progress mm-hmm. yeah. yep. at such a rapid pace. What is a five-year timeline for Batman? Like, what happens in five years of, 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 of Batman comics that's meaningful and significant in that character's life? Not that much. Compared to this? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, realistically. You mentioned Swamp Thing. And there's a whole section of the 5G files that's actually dedicated to Swamp Thing. The Muck Man himself? And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about what really happened with 5G and Swamp Thing and it answers some genuine questions that we had about why uh uh we got a new swamp thing character oh. and why it was so weird that Levi and uh I think it was Alec appeared in the the swamp thing the the tie in yeah. book to dark to oh, dark yeah, crisis yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah, why they yeah. were so weird i have answers to all of that Including
1: next time on the five G, yes,
0: a- absolutely. <laughs> including the future for Green Lantern, comments from Jeff Lemire, and so much more. Oh, next time on the five G files. Wow, look at that! He's a
3: multi-episode saga over here. Yep, five G and all the
0: studies. L.A. Times causes massive mutation and cancer. <laughs> the 5G. massive, massive mutation.
2: The cool thing is, they come up with a new Alex Jones screen about five G. Quote for every episode that we do. So,
0: my favorite thing about Alex Jones is he will say something absolutely insane and be cool with it. Massive mutation and like just the most Dude, insane I, things. I had say. to
2: watch the highlights of the Alex Jones Joe Rogan episode, and like I have brain rot just from trying to find this sound clip.
3: Had to, had to, had to. <laughs> Had to, had to put it, it on in the background while I'm um, the, the cooking pulses
2: Oh, no, I was watching Drag Race in the background. You kidding me? I had Drag Race on one screen and Alex Jones on the other. So <laughs> to
1: balance the yeah.
2: the crazy out. Just just hearing Carson Kressley's puns about a runway look and then Alex Jones. So. Oh, <laughs> well, well, it's real. not the frogs turning the people gay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, the, there's the connector. There we go. It's fluoride.
0: no it's Dan Didio Uh, that is it for the 5G files we will will give you more of that next week Um, along with of course all the news and things that are happening in the comics industry Uh, thank you guys so much for being a part of this week's episode we've got some plugs to do before we cut out make sure that you guys are heading on over to patreon.com slash the comics pals and checking out all Of the cool stuff that we have on offer, Uh, for as little as three dollars a month, you can support your boys, and you get access to our newsletter. You get access to our exclusive show, Palling Around. You get access to exclusive stuff that we're not even talking about yet—stuff that only patrons have access to and can see—and are actually giving us feedback that will directly affect that new show that's coming soon, Um, and lots of other things as well. Uh, Watch this show live every single Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Thursdays for pulls at 6 p.m. Eastern. Join our Discord server, which uh, a listener, uh, a couple of listeners did today, I think. Um, uh, you guys should come hang out with us. We're always having a fun conversation over there. Um, the, the Avengers conversation started in the Discord. There was a lot of chatter about that this week. Huge, huge topic of conversation. Um, listen to the House and Powers of X book club that we just did Tyler now Is going to talk to you about His uh, toy obsession
2: Oh you knew? Oh yeah so I had to run over Because uh, I did a Sentry uh, Marvel Legends review and I had to grab it Um, I'm going to be recording one Tomorrow for this Spiral action figure that I finally Got uh, From X-Men You know one of my favorite Marvel vs. Capcom characters actually so
1: I would love to know how those extra arms are connected.
2: Me too. I'm actually really excited for like the actual uh, uh, logistics of this. Apparently, it's like people's favorite figure of the last year, so I'm pretty hyped about it. I have. Can you show that one more time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is. I mean, it's gonna be a whole YouTube video about it, Sean. You can watch it next
0: week. God, yo, I love Spiral. Spiral is so cool, right? Yes. When she, I I don't remember what game it was. I think it was uh. At children of the atom or whatever and you can play as her yeah. and she just pulls the swords out of nowhere oh my god
2: yeah it's good stuff
0: shatter star right no not Shatterstar. Um, star long shot yeah. long shot's a lucky dude <laughs> long shot is a lucky dude my man is is lucky um, yeah check out check out Tyler's toy reviews they've been fun they happen I gotta go watch the century one um, I, I did want to read this cause it's such a nice comment. Uh, Dan says on the earlier theme about people telling people good things while they're here. I'm very thankful for the show and that there's a place where my torrent of thoughts can find a home. You guys are great and I hope this year brings you more success. Thanks a lot, Dan. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, and as Catherine says, do sub, do sub to our YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed, that helps us out a lot. We're on the road to a thousand subscribers. Uh, so yeah, hit that subscribe button. Um, Let's hit the plugs. Kale. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the
1: Comics Pals. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto in That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. You can find my work at kaleward.com, That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. Uh, Kamen writer Kuga, the manga, volume two, which I lettered, uh, is out. You can find it wherever you get your manga. Um, it's good. Big fan. <laughs>
3: Marco. You can follow me at Mr. Marco Inamoto on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm catching up on some comics this weekend and I've finally gotten to the end of One Piece on Netflix and now I have to switch over to Hulu for the re- for the remaining 1000 something episodes. So nice.
2: Marco We're there uh,
3: people. Sub or dub? Uh dub up until I have to read
2: Really? you're a dub guy. I was uh, just, just
3: just just cuz I put it like in the background for work sometimes. So So he doesn't actually watch it. He just <laughs> I kind of like listen through and then when a moment happens, I stop for a second and become a poor worker. <laughs> 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 well, not a poor worker. Uh you're right, a broke worker. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Tyler?
2: I already did my plug. Just watch my toy reviews; they're fun.
3: Whoa, whoa, uh, wait! Toy reviews plugs. Hey, easy, buddy. Well, here, if you, right? Where's if good? you're on our Patreon? Um, oh,
2: okay. No, like, and I've been trying to experiment with uh
0: the way I film them. Too, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh my god! You have there has to be a pause they're, somewhere. They're fun for me. Yeah, I, I, like, I
2: mean, I, I get I get off on making them, so like you know.
0: Oh my oh, god! Oh my god. <laughs>
1: so he was doing this uh, this comic book stream where he was archiving. And he, every, every other one was like, oh, look at, look at the, look at on this one. It's, wow, I can't believe it. And Catherine and I were like, feet, feet, and (laughs) feet.
2: You can't escape it.
1: Oh, Kevist wants more food reviews.
2: Oh, you got it.
1: I gotta find some weird food. I'm in England. The food sucks.
0: (laughs) And do better, frankly. As for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Soapbox. Hit me up to talk about uh, what comics I should be reading. I have I have Department of Truth on my stack. Um, I have uh, It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth on my stack. Which, if you are a member of our Patreon page and you want us to read that, you can because it's up on the vote. Um. So yeah, what else should I be reading? Comic writer Kuga, the manga. Oh, well, okay. I already have that. I just got caught up on the first two issues of a... Uh, that's a different question. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I just uh I just read the first two issues of Art Brute, which is the team behind Ice Cream Man. Oh um, yeah, how was that? It's good. It's okay. real good. Yeah. They do like a blue skidoo into art pieces to solve mysteries within the art piece. Like the girl with the pearl earring, her pearl's missing, you know, so that's uh-oh. rad. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: You know what else is cool? The listeners of this show. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you. Till next time, take care, guys. See you next week.